Welcome to The Concierge CPA. I'm Jackie Meyer, founder of The Concierge Accountant Program and Tax Ben IQ Software. This is a podcast for accounting firm owners and influencers who are pursuing world-class service. We discuss their path to excellence, their daily habits, and what influences them and their work. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around till the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go, y'all. Welcome, welcome. I asked a very special soul in my life, Chuck Bauer, to be on the Concierge CPA podcast today. Definitely is a natural extension of the coaching that he's given me over the last, what, almost decade since 2014 or something insane like that when we started coaching together, right? I, I think it's decades. Oh, yeah, right. I'm not well, that old. <laughs> <laughs> or, it's, or it seems like I'm that old. Okay. Well, I will argue with that. Uh, so I was one year into having my first child when I started coaching with you. You saw me through having my second child. We're not going to tell the story. You're never allowed to tell the story of how you knew I was pregnant with my second child, unless it's over drinks with somebody, which you don't drink. So that's not going to ever happen. Um, <laughs> but once you did get my CPA firm in shape with me, we did the we value did. pricing. Yeah. Value pricing around tax planning. And that's when other people started to notice my firm and notice what we were doing. And you also recognize something in me that I'll, I'll always be forever grateful for, which is the fact that you asked me to coach with you. And now I'm a business coach, which is so cool, right? Yeah, absolutely. It was and a good so, idea, wasn't it? It was a good idea. Yeah. And it kind of brings life full circle because I wanted to be a psychologist growing up, steered away from that because business is going to take better care of me financially. And now I get to kind of be both, right? Yeah. 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 So um, we've been coaching together for yourcca.com for almost four years. It's flown by. Chuck is like my older brother. Uh could I say yeah. crazy uncle? I don't know. Older brother. No, older brother. And we have a lot of love for each other through thick and thin. He's kind of hard to deal with sometimes. I will tell you that. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But Chuck has been coaching business owners for decades. He kind of fell into the accounting industry a while back. And so we're wow. very blessed to have him in this, in this crazy world of ours. Welcome, Chuck. You want to fill in any other gaps about yourself before I dive in with questions? No, uh, the only thing I want to say is that I've been blessed with an incredible uh, amount of clients that have been implementers and have done the teachings and helped with me uh, collaborate on solutions that are far reaching within the industry. So nice. um, we all benefit from uh, my years of experience and then with you coming on board with, uh, with what you bring to the table. Yeah, thank you. Because we're like opposites, but oh, no, people say we're like good cop, bad cop. One of these days, you're going to become the good cop and I'm going to be the bad cop, but I'm not sure when that's going to be. Well, and I think that happens a lot with all the people that we touch. I'm kind of a little bit, let's get it done and, you know, get, get after it. And when they need the mothering and the massaging, they go to you. <laughs> 
So they get really the best of both worlds. That's true. That's true. All right, let's dive into some questions I like to ask on the podcast. And this this first one's interesting to me because I know you are not a huge reader, but you have a lot of um, prior talks that you've, done, that you've seen, that you've witnessed. You have your own book out there. So I'm curious, what would you recommend like one book or talk that every listener should drop everything after this podcast and go find immediately? The one book. Or talk or TEDx or something like that. Would it be one of your books maybe? No, no, I don't want to be <laughs> self-serving in that way. But I think uh, Jim Rohn, The Seasons of Success, his series there, even though Jim is past, but uh, Jim and I, Jim was personal friends with me for, gosh, 20 plus years and had a major impact on me. But uh, his book, The Seasons of Life, would be a great book. And what it does, it, it kind of spans the business side, but also the personal world. And I remember I uh, flew into Salt Lake once to change planes. And I had that book and I left it on the airplane and Delta would not let me go back on the plane to grab the book. And I, I remember the sinking feeling that I had I because that book was so beneficial for me. And I learned a lot of things from his book. But anyway, I had to reorder it and all that kind of stuff. And I survived it. But that empty feeling that I couldn't get back on the airplane to get it. That's the impact that that book had on me. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. I'll have to go grab that one myself. Um, another question. I know the answer to all of these, I think, because I, we work together so much, I kind of can read your mind, but I'll ask it anyways, because our listeners don't know what's something you do exceptionally well in your work and how can you, or what advice can you give to our listeners to help them become better at that? Well, I think, uh, number one, it's really getting connected with people. So whether it's a prospect that shows up for your business or whether it is a, a person that's coming on as a staff member, it really, you know, for the staff, it requires leadership skills. And then for that person that's showing up as a possible prospect for your business, it's that connecting. And, and more importantly, in your industry, you're all analytical thinkers. So doing like anything outside the box is a big stretch. But yeah, we still need to be able to build relationships with our prospects and clients. And we still need to build great uh, uh, connections with our staff members through what I would call out-of-the-box tactics that most people won't do because they're so out-of-the-box. But yet they bring great results. So Two sides of that story is your staff and the other side would be the clients. Yeah, that makes sense. Another aspect that I would bring or suggest uh, in regards to something you do exceptionally well is this idea of discipline. Tell our listeners a little bit about what you feel about how important discipline is in our practices. Well, it's uh, discipline is uh, super important. It's up there with oxygen as far as the matter of importance. And um, I have the eight keys to success. We're not going to bore you with the other seven. But number one, first and foremost, is discipline. Now, one thing that you know about this, but others don't know about me, that I had a really bad childhood, very tragic things. I was uh, abandoned and uh, for reasons that were not up to me, but that's just kind of how the universe unfolded. And I, the only thing that saved me and helped me be successful was dropping back to that discipline. And, you know, my mother actually embedded me with discipline from, you know, she was a business owner. I learned a lot from her. 
and brought a lot of that forward into life to become successful. So discipline is being able to, you know, as an example, it's, and again, I've got an aviation background, but let's look at pilots. Okay. They're super disciplined. Why? Because if they're not disciplined, we're going to have a what? We're going to have uh, an airplane. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a wreck, okay? And then we're right now, with the exception of the two Boeing aircraft that we had the situations with recently over the past years, we're, we're in, a, in an air safety record that, you know, every day we set a new record. But one of the reasons why there's so much safety in the world today is what aviation has done. Now, think about it. We have 100,000 people are in the air every minute of every day, and over 1 million flights are happening on an annualized basis, or excuse me, on a daily basis, mm. happening. The air is filled with airplanes all across the world, and we have the safety record. And really, it all points back to the discipline of the pilot. So, as business owners, the you know there are certain things that we all do, and we have all these strengths, and some people have weaknesses. But the discipline to be able to follow plans, implement things that will work for you, and sometimes do things that are uncomfortable for you, but that discipline will extend into results. And what we, and, and again, I'm speaking for both Jackie and I, what our goal here is that we drive efficiency through discipline. So what that does that bring you as the end result is more time off. And so the greater the discipline and the more programs and systems that you have in place, then you can really start working on whittling that thing down. And what we're trying to get people to do is to get down to that nine day or 12 day work month. I'm not talking about a five day work week. Our top students are actually doing much less than that. So what is required to get there? It's the requirement of discipline to do exactly as your two coaches are telling you and do it precisely as we give it to you. And no variation, because the variation causes the plane to crash. And that's mm -hmm. what happens with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Now, speaking of the shortened work month, I know you love travel. I adore travel as well. Yeah. Do you think that that's what kind of keeps you happy and healthy in the world that we live in today? Oh, it, it's, it certainly does. But it's also the curiosity about what's over there. Um, as you and I both know, coaching, you know, literally hundreds of people at this point, but people are handcuffed. They're afraid. They're, you know, they drive, they drive themselves based off of fear versus maybe that discipline. And so the travel thing, I was lucky enough in my young career to, I was in two cities a week for like three to four years, racked up over a million miles on Delta. Um, and I still wasn't even 30 at that point, you know, speaking engagements and coaching and all that kind of stuff. But all those adventures then spurred me to what's around the world. And yes, we have a great, incredible United States. We're connected up with a couple other great countries, but man, there's three quarters of the world on the rest of the, you know, the hemispheres out there for us to go visit. And the experiences of being able to do that are just incredible. So if anybody ever has any travel questions, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> I might have you, been to that place. You've literally been everywhere. You went to Africa this last year. You've done China, Asia. Um, where have you oh, not been? <laughs> where have you not been? Australia? Well, have you been to Australia? No, and it's on the list, and it will probably happen next year. But in just uh, for the end of year trip, and I always try to do a big one at the end of every year, I'm going to Thailand for 10 days and nice. looking at 
order to that trip. But and everywhere I've gone, I've met incredible people. It gives me faith in the human race. I've seen the best of so many different countries. And my favorite place by far is Qatar. Qatar, that place, they've got their stuff together. They're building that country with the future in mind. And uh, there is no crime. There's not even a gun wrapper in the street. And uh -huh. uh, it's just amazing what that country has done. So I love Qatar. And I've been there a few times. And uh, we'll travel back there. And I also, when I go over to the eastern part of the world, I fly through Qatar. And their airline is definitely the best. Are you talking about, for us Southerners, Qatar? Southerners? <laughs> However it is that you want to pronounce it, regardless of the pronunciation, get there. Go check it out. Okay, so it's the Q-A-T-A-R, because... Yeah, and okay, it's, Dubai. It's, it's settled in between um, Saudi Arabia and uh, Dubai. Awesome, Those, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll add that to my list. Country. Yeah. Awesome, okay. What is your favorite productivity hack for entrepreneurs? Uh, restate the question. I'm not sure what you're what's, asking. What's like a hack or shortcut or something that entrepreneur, entrepreneurs can do on a daily or weekly basis that's going to like greatly reduce the time they have to spend on work? Oh, that's easy. Maximize Outlook or Google. Whichever yeah. platform you're on, you need to maximize it. And like even, and even this morning in session with a student, we were doing what we call the Google checklist. We have a set platform that we do with Google and with in Outlook and we go through and we find major inefficiencies with people. And uh, so the checklist on both those platforms are incredible. But let me give you an example. Uh, this was a vice president of an accounting firm, medium size, and he's telling me how efficient he is. And I go into his computer. So I see it on Zoom and we open up his inbox. Guess what the number of unopened emails that he had in his inbox? 10,000. <laughs> 129,000 emails. Insane. So he, now he's a vice president of a company, okay? Medium-sized accounting firm. So think about it, everybody. He has literally touched that 129,000 that he's hit open. Now, in the reality of it, he had like uh, 22 unread, some silly number. But in the reality of it, you guys got to get out of your self-imposed boxes and those numbers have to shift. He really should have only opened up 22, whereas his assistant should have opened up the 129,000 and then diverted whether emergent, urgent, or non-urgent, that diversion goes to the appropriate people or people on his staff. And he should have never done that. But he thinks he's big stuff with 129,000 open emails. And guess how many vacations he's gone on in the last couple of years? Zero. Zero. Yeah. He thinks he's supposed to work 60 hours a week. No, no. Well, yeah, people think, think it's sexy. That's the American <laughs> lifestyle is the sexy, overworking um, actually when we go to Costa Rica in a couple weeks with our year CCA crew, I'm doing a speech on workaholism. Oh, Where are we going again? Costa Rica. Costa Rica, both of us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and speaking of Costa Rica, even though we're both going the second weekend of April, where are you and I every year, year after year after year, where are we? 
Yeah, I won't I won't cuss on this podcast in case kids are listening, but we say busy season, kiss our tail. We are not going to be conformed to April 15th busy season. We take all of our coaching students right before April 15th to Napa to celebrate their independence from that horrible date. And what are we, five years in a row? Yeah. And, and awesome. I, now I have to be honest, we're all sitting there in Napa while you guys are working like crazy because of inefficiencies. Our feet are up on the table. We're smoking cigars or cigarettes and drinking a glass of wine. He doesn't drink or smoke. <laughs> he likes to it pretend just, though. Just the thought of being able to put your feet up there and in Napa. And again, we're a week before the deadline when we're there. But yeah. all that it comes back to the discipline to create the efficiencies and then do it over and over again. For sure. Simple formula. Now, you mentioned some earlier life circumstances that have been really tough on you. I think that that's also another topic that we're going to dive into for the first time in detail, which I'm, you know, I'm, I'm torn in a way like it's, you've got I'm a nervous. really tough story. Yeah. But it's really important to share that. And I think that when people meet you, Chuck, well, when I met you or when a lot of people, especially females meet you, they think this guy's cocky. He's full of it. But, and you are, but you have the right to be like that because you've worked your ass off over many decades after having a really hard time in your start. You've been through so many careers, so many jobs. Um, and people need to know that I think about you. So I'm excited to talk more about that at the conference. And then, you know, we'll see maybe if we, we talk about it more in public later. Yeah. And no, no, this, this week, I actually practiced the talk with a student who needed to hear the talk. And okay. I was so, I'm super happy because I didn't break down and cry. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know we were worried yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, I'm going to be, I'm just going to be hundred percent honest. Like I always am, but I'm, I'm worried about that, you know, and yeah. I don't want in front of our peers and, and our great audience that's going to Costa Rica, you know, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to try my best. All right. That's fair. But you're allowed to cry. It's okay. Um, so other than that aspect of your background, what's something that's kind of unique about you that people probably don't know? Uh, the The very first uniqueness came and I was raised by entrepreneurial parents in Southern California. And um, my parents owned a swimming pool company. So they, they built pools and then they also serviced the pools. But my mother took me, and again, I don't remember how old I was. I was probably seven or eight at that time. But she took me to one of our two retail stores. One was in Tustin and the other one was in Orange, California. But she taught me marketing. So she would have me do the front window displays. And then I told her I wanted to start scuba diving. So she bought a line of scuba gear and she had me selling it from the front window of the, the retail store. And I learned and she had me check out the register, the cash register every night. And I really got some great um, input from my mother, who was just an incredible businesswoman. Think about that in the early 60s. You've got, you know, a woman running a company. And, yeah. uh, and my dad was like the manual labor guy. So completely reversed in what the typical United States couple might look like. 
But anyway, it was those early on things. And, and she taught me the discipline about being able to open the store on time, close on time, do everything following a plan. And then on top of that, what does she do? She has an interest in aviation and she goes out and buys a, a 1964 Cessna 172 and she gets her pilot's license. Yeah. Think about that. In the late in the mid 60s, getting a pilot's license and owning a small airplane. So, yeah. you know, I got a lot of good things from her about don't, you know, stop in worst case scenario, everything, go, go for it when you can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you literally apply that every single day. Accountants are always going to be worst case scenario it. That's how we are as analytical thinkers, but you cannot get stuck in that paralysis, right? Analysis paralysis is what you call it. We yes. got to move forward. It won't be perfect, but we have to just keep one step ahead of another and keep moving forward, right? Yes. And the people in the tax and accounting industry that really become hyper successful, like a lot of our clients do, it's because they take imperfect situations and make them perfect. Where every, like I had this instance in a session this morning, the student is, well, I can't move until it's perfect. And no, the concept doesn't work like that because nothing will end up happening because perfect never arrives. Mm -hmm. Okay, so why are we dealing with it? So instead, start the movement forward and then take the imperfection and turn it into perfect. And I'm the exact example of that very theory. I'm the exact example of taking imperfections and making it perfect. I mean, I started um, WebEx sessions back in 2006 when nobody could even spell WebEx and everybody's <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's never going to work. Well, come on, gang. I had one year at 40,000 minutes and this was five or six years ago because I'm on the retirement side now. But, you know, think about that. 40,000 minutes of, of Zoom and WebEx in a 12 month period, you know, yeah. and that's all I'm sitting here smoking a cigarette, kicking my feet up and having a glass of wine, you know? Not <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Now, why do you think that listeners, if they're accounting firm owners, should sign up for our next Your CCA class? What, what will they get out of it? Uh, What's the big deal? It's what they deserve to get out of it. And the big deal is, is that if you guys will come into our environment, one with an open mind and then a spirit of implementation, okay? Because we have 18 sessions. That means 18 times that you're going to have to make decisions at the end of that class to implement the lesson plan before the next week's session. Because if you do the typical, I'm going to procrastinate and you wait, then you're going to be doubled up on homework assignments. So when we say our course is 18 hours, that's not the reality. The course is really 36 hours because you have to have that back-to-back -back hour. So it's very simple. If you truly, without a bunch of whatever in your mind, if you truly want to make more money and at the same time start decreasing your time effort and then drive your time off, if you will come with that open-mindedness and then get it done-itis. Now, that's a disease, right? right. Get it done-itis, okay? But if you come with that, get it done, ice, I got to get it done now and have that sense of urgency, man, the, the, it's just incredible what's available to you as a benefit from doing that. But if you come in there, you come into class just to hang out, don't do that. 
I yeah. mean, save your money, go somewhere else, give somebody else that kind of attitude. We don't want it where we're at. And Jackie and I, and, and again, I know some of our other competitors and they're good people and all those kind of things, but boy, we, we really go to the extra effort to make sure all of our students are doing great. And uh, so we hope that if you're qualified and you like our curriculum, then have that disease of get it done itis. So after the, uh, the six months, you're sitting back in, well, six months, it's going to be Napa time. You know? Yeah, be exactly. In- Napa is such a great experience. And I think this last year we had, what, 30, 32 people. Um, yeah. We're expecting over 50 this year. And uh, nice glass of wine, cigarette, it's all good. <laughs> We've got a pretty good tribe that uh, we've pulled together with the year CC- with the certified concierge accountant crew. I'm very, very proud to be a part of that with you. Yeah, okay. and you know the other thing is, uh, uh, you know, we've done a lot of work with passive students who have really excelled through the concierge program, and you know we got our fingers out there with all you guys. But uh, we really hope to see you in our next class, which is starting pretty soon, actually. Yep. For sure. We have a few that run throughout the year that cycle through and you never know how long we might be doing this or not doing this. So you better get on board. <laughs> and where, where are we taking our group in a couple of weeks? Where are we going? Costa Rica. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cannot wait to get there. I know me too. Okay. As we wrap up, what's the best way for people to contact you if they want to get in touch after this podcast? Okay, two, two things make it really easy. So on my website, which is chuckbauer.com, there's a ton of information there. And I'm going to give you my personal email. Okay, so here you go. It's chuck at chuckbauer.com. And that doesn't go to a staff member. Those actually come directly to me. So uh, that's the two points of communication. Perfect. And anything else that you want to end this podcast with any other words of wisdom or advice or anything else that you just got to get out there today? Well, I'm going to give you my top three um, items to success. And we've already talked about discipline, but the next two is tenacity. And the third one is implementation. So have hyper discipline, come with a huge amount of tenacity. If you're going to come into coaching with us, and then you have to implement immediately. If you can focus on those top three things, then the sky is the limit to you guys, okay? You'll start valuing your time at a higher level. We're going to show you how to manipulate all sorts of different things, and especially your calendars for maximum performance and effectiveness and maximum time offness. All right, back to you. Awesome. That is well said. I was just sitting here thinking like how blessed I am to to be able to interview you on my podcast and been working with you for so many years. Um, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for me and for all of the accountants in our community. You really do care. Um, you go above and beyond even more so than I'm even, even able to give my heart to some of the students. So, um, thank you for that. Um, on that note, we're going to wrap up. So thank you so much, Chuck. I love you, brother. Love you too, sister. Bye. Thank you 
for listening to the Concierge CPA hosted by Tax Plan IQ. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. If you are a successful accounting firm owner or influencer who would like to be on this program, please visit JackieMeyerCPA.com, J-A-C-K-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-C-P-A.com to apply. Please share this on social media and rate us so we can continue our good work. Join our Facebook group called Accounting Firm Influencers or connect with me on most platforms under Jackie Meyer CPA. Thanks for being accountable to transforming our industry today.